0: This is Hot Tech with Jan Vermeulen. Oh, great to have Jan on board. Time's just gone, uh, nine minutes uh, to the hour. Jan Vermeulen, the editor at My Broadband, joining us on the line. Welcome Jan. It's Tuesday again. Let's talk. I thought we'd cross over to you a little earlier because there are a few things we'd like to unpack. Welcome aboard, Lovely. Jan. Lovely.
1: Good, good evening. It's great to be
0: here. Okay, so let's start with this issue of car license disc renewals, government eating private sector's lunch. Go on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so this, this was an interesting one to
1: see where, you know, it's kind of the the Mm -hmm. inverse of what we usually see in South Africa. So the road traffic management corporation, RTMC, uh, had launched uh, various online services through its Nartis website, one of them being licensed disc renewals. Mm -hmm. And they're not the only ones. Funny enough, the post office also, you know, I think seeing all this competition around licensed disc renewals, because that's, I think, where everybody would would get their licensed discs done. Everybody would just, you know, once a year, pickle down to the... Um, the, the nearest post office and, and quickly renew your, your license disk. Now you don't have to do that. You know, you can, you can just do it online and have it delivered. And, um, and so the RTMC built an online portal and launched it, I think either just before or around the same time as the post office launched its portal. But, uh, yeah, these, these are now government, um, owned and government run online uh, you know, licensed disc renewal services. Where previously this was the exclusive domain of the private sector. Right. You know, you, you, you'd get it done via you know your bank if you're an F&B customer. Other banks um, started adding the service, or you'd you know use a, a, a third party renew online or uh, one of these guys or, or um, these providers who, who offer um, licensed disc renewal services to to retailers and such. And uh, the RTMC says it's now seeing 50,000 transactions on its online platform per day. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, what exactly they're counting there. Um, But certainly that includes a sizable chunk of online license disk renewals. Um, And what's, what's a little rough here, I think, for the private sector players, Is they're, they're up against cost price here, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, the, you know, it's the, the only cost they get to compete on is the courier fee because the, the actual license disk renewal fee is legislated. It's 72 rand. There's no way around that. That's how much it costs. Um, and so the, there is one private sector player that's actually cheaper (laughs) than, than the RTMC. Um, and it's only the, Um. only the one. And that's, that's Pay City. Which is um, which is interesting. Um, The the post office is also cheaper. um,
0: But what about the outlets like uh, check checkers and other outlets where you can and pick and pay where you can renew?
1: Yeah, so so pick and pay is inhumanly expensive. It is it is uh, in fact staggering how expensive pick and pay is. Um, And and the other the other outlets you know where they charge you about two hundred rand. Um, you know, per renewal, mm-hmm. it's not it's not bad. But um, for example, the RTMC charges you 171 rand, so you can save over 20. You know, you can save like 28 bucks or something by by going to the RTMC's website, the nartis rather sure. than. Um, rather than using a, a spa or a checkers or something like that, where it's usually around 200 bucks well, to get
0: done. Well, listeners, there you have it. You be the judge. I'm really looking forward to unpacking this next uh, issue about a first true electric flying car, which lands FAA approval and costs 5.6 million rand.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one, this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. So the car has received um, uh, approval to test its aerial features before it's received its... Highway certification in the United States. So they can test their flying, but they (laughs) can't test their driving.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, that's a new one, right? But, but,
1: but this is an actual legitimate flying car. This Mm -hmm. isn't a plane that also drives, which is what makes this one unique. It's a, it's a a vehicle that looks like a car. Um, and, um, what, how it flies is it's a, it's essentially a huge quad rotor helicopter, huge drone. Okay. So it's got these, these four rotors that sit you know um, where the bonnet right uh, where the bonnet is and where the boot would be young so very you so, sorry sorry
0: young very quickly is this similar to this taxi idea that dubai has got in mind that part of the world is this, is that along the same lines
1: yeah yeah it's okay. essentially an electric hybrid uh vehicle that can drive on roads or fly in the air okay. and and the, the benefit to having it be able to drive is um, that it it the it can go further Right, so, so the second you need to expend the energy to get that thing in the air, Mm -hmm. then it, it, it eats through its battery life a lot faster. So, um, according to these guys' spec sheets, um, this electric car can drive, can drive just over 300 kilometers hmm. and it can, um, it can fly just around 170 kilometers, um, before it needs to recharge. So, wow. um, that's the, the, the basic idea. And hopefully, yeah, this, this actually ends up being a thing. Um, but it would, I, I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like it would be a little inconvenient if you have to file a flight plan every night before you, Before you knock off. I was uh, thinking the same thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Let's see how that transpires. Okay. Some interesting stuff developing in for the, for future use, you could say. We're going to be discussing uh, another car issue a little later on. For now, the victory for Amazon South African headquarters. Take us through that. (laughs) Yes. So, um, this is, this looks like it's the final, final
1: victory Mm -hmm. for the river club development in Cape Town Mm -hmm. where Amazon is going to be an anchor tenant. So um, for those who might not know, Amazon has had offices in South Africa since like the, the 2000s. Uh, I think since like the late 2000s uh, because it's Amazon Web Services. It's cloud. It's huge cloud breakthrough. But, you know, part of the reason the company turned profitable in the first place okay. um, was actually developed here in South Africa and particularly in Cape Town um, by a team that was led by a South African and uh and so they've had offices in the country for some time but what they they're doubling down on the South African market now so besides you know it's it's cloud hosting stuff that it's doing in South Africa and tech support and all that stuff that's running from here right they are also um we've learned um pretty reliably that they they are Going to launch a third party marketplace here. Yeah. So uh, th- that's, you know, similar, similar to what you see on take a lot and macro nowadays. So take a lot and macro sell products directly, but they also facilitate a marketplace where any merchant can create an account and they can sell their goods through the- these websites. So Amazon is going to launch in South Africa with the marketplace first. So they're going to sell their own goods. In South Africa, but they're going to allow other merchants to sell their goods into South Africa and provide all kinds of logistics, you know, um, yes. warehousing and delivery and all that stuff uh, around that. Um, and so um, now part of that, we think. Um, Amazon, uh, cho- you know, has decided that it needs to get like it, you know, its own big mm. office space right. in South Africa, its own headquarters, its own African headquarters here in South Africa and in Cape Town. So that's what that river club development was about. And, okay. and, um, it ran, it ran into problems, um, because, uh, uh, First Nations groups, uh, Khoisan people, um, there were two, two groups of, of Khoisan people who, um, the one said, you know, the River Club developers, the the, the uh, Lisbierk Leisure Property Trust, um, had done a fine job consulting with them, and, and they did great, and they endorsed the project. But then there was a separate group who said that their rights and their heritage was being trampled on. Okay. And so they took the whole thing to court, and they tried to get the development stopped, um, and after much backwards and forwards now, there's been a settlement between the city of Cape Town and uh, one of the groups involved in this dispute – um, on, on the other side of the, the fence, and um, and so even so, it looks like this this case has finally been settled, but uh, the merits were of the case were unfortunately never heard. Sure. So the court never ruled on the merits. Um, ultimately, the, the the case was decided out of court, um, as these things unfortunately often, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately often are. A bunch of lawyers got really rich in this process, um, and 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 we got okay. no case law out of it, which was quite quite frustrating.
0: Jan, let's uh, conclude our chat this afternoon by looking at cars which are converting to run on LP gas in South Africa and getting their own fuel stations. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Lots of motoring tech mm-hmm. um, this week, but, but all of it quite exciting, so I thought quite worth discussing. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, LP gas conversions are nothing new, but what is interesting is seeing fuel stations popping up. In South Africa, and, and in particular, we did a feature on a LP gas fuel station that opened up in KwaZulu Natal, um, just outside Durban, and um, and so they launched, and they had lines around the block. Wow! Uh, of of, of uh, you know people coming to to fill up their their cars. They mm-hmm. say that you know within the first month or, um, or so that they had done fifty conversions, um, and so yeah, lots of people looking for ways to save on their on their car fuel bill. Um okay. you know, because of what 's happened to the petrol price, i guess that 's understandable so yeah this is this is quite an interesting development and, and one can 't help but wonder um, you know what the, what the future is here you know are, are we looking at sort of like a hybrid Yes, uh, a hybrid future, or are we going to go pure electric at the end of the day? Right. Um, it's it's actually all up in the air.
0: Uh, Jan, so uh, you'd say you say all right. So you you notice this? You said in Durban, you notice this down there. Have you noticed this happening anywhere else? Yeah. So we know of a project in Cape Town. So this mm-hmm. isn't large
1: scale yet, but right. what's interesting is we're starting to see the beginnings of something here. Okay. Now, now we don't know if it's going to you know flower into like uh, a, a wonderful garden. Or, or if this is actually going to, to ultimately die, you know, it all depends on how profitable this endeavor is for, for all the companies involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we actually saw a similar project in Cape Town a couple of years ago where, uh, and in particular out of our industry what that was quite interesting is a, a fiber network operator down there, Octotel. So Octotel is big in Cape Town, even though uh, I think they operate elsewhere in the country as well. Um, but Octotel converted a whole bunch of their buckies. And other vehicles over to LP gas. Um, And they said they saved thousands, thousands a month on fuel um, as a result of that.
0: Okay, Jan, wow I'm glad we actually got uh, got to speak about quite a few subjects on today's show, usually I have to cut you off and I just, I always say to uh, from my, uh, scene afterwards, I just wish we could have unpacked one thing more with Jan, but anyway we got through everything we wanted to chat about this afternoon, we're going to have to leave it there Jan, thank you so much once again for joining us on Tuesday afternoons, just to tell us the latest on what's happening in the technological world, so to speak, or anything of interest happening on our planet at the moment Jan Vermeulen, editor at My broadband, always great having him on board to chat on a Tuesday afternoon about all these unusual, shall we say, notable matters happening.